that was Mandelbrot's Reflex. I'm Anison, and you're listening to Better Radio. In the deep, dark, distant future, long after the Earth's collapse, the human government seeks the truth of what went wrong. To find out, they commission archaeo-astronomer ships to travel the stars in search of Frequency Earth. Manned by radio astronomer Jeffrey Lutz, the third smartest man in uninhabited Sector 72, and joined by Sheldon, his Space Amigo 2200 brand robotic pal. We join the Jeff now, distracted by bureaucracy. The Jeff. Let's go, computer. Load up the next frequency range. I'm on a roll. Denied. What? I'm going to need you to fill out this. This paperwork is driving me up a wall. Which wall? Quiet, you. You know, it's been almost 100 days since you came out of cryosleep. You're due for a mandatory psychological exam. There's no way you're a qualified psychologist. But I could be if I were installed in a psychostana... Uh, psychocentrous... Psycholagogogo... You can't even say it. Well, I'm just not on a network with a module on that particular topic. I would be a great psycholomenometer. But you're not. And you get to decide if I'm sane. Oh, not me. You'll have to let the computer do that. I was awarded a genius grant, you know. For what? I built Space Mensa. Oh, I had no idea. I still have no idea. Space Mensa? Your session begins at 3 o'clock. Beep! So, human judgment is needed to study these transmissions, but robot judgment is enough to decide if I'm a crazy person? Do you mean what I think you mean? No, not like that. Well... I mean, maybe. I only meant that... Is that what you mean, what I meant you meant? What? I don't even know what that means. Because you meant something else. But that's what he said. He said what? What did you say? I just said that if robots can't understand the meaning of the intercepted Earth transmissions, how can robots be good enough to understand me? That's what I said he said. You didn't say that. That's what she said. Fine, that's what she said you said you had said. Perhaps I'm saying what you said. You didn't say anything. You're just repeating what I said, but I, but I haven't said anything. You're not even understanding that. It's no wonder if I was crazy. Do you ever wish that you were crazy? Crazy? No. No, no, no. I'd, I'd have to be crazy to want that. And I'm not. So I don't. Get that down in the notes. Not crazy. Are you even taking notes? We're recording this whole thing. You're recording this? Well, yeah. A human cyclonomist at command will have to listen to it to see if he can, uh, hear your marbles, I guess? Beep! Thank you so much. That's it? Nah, I think we got enough of that. Now contacting command. Now spooling message. Please stand by. Well, back to the grind. Earth transmissions detected. And then, last 30 seconds, BAM! You find out that the movie you've been watching is the movie they made to finance the movie you see them making in the movie! What?! Alright, awesome. Anyone else have any other ideas they want to pitch before we vote? Sure, I've got one. How about we make Shawshank Redemption? What, like the movie Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. People love it. It's really high on the IMDb Top Movies list. A solid seller on DVD. It's on TV a lot. It was nominated for a bunch of Oscars. Oh, and it's based on a Stephen King short story. He's popular right now. Maybe we can make a version that's more true to the original story. 
Why mess with success? I say we take the proven winner and we run with it. You can't do that. That's already a movie. It happens all the time. Whatever happened to there are no bad ideas? This is a bad idea. You just want to shoot the same script? I could find the final script online. Then we don't even have to work on it. <gasps> Tom, that's plagiarism. Not if I'm not taking credit on the script. Think of the royalties. I say it's worth taking the afternoon to transcribe. All right, I'll order the DVD. There you go. Tom's on the trolley. Well, who would we get to be in it? Where would we get a jail? Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman, ideally. That would save time, since they already know all the words. Exactly. I know a grip who was on the original, so we could probably get a lot of the same guys. And they already know how to light the place. Uh, the building is actually just an abandoned ex-jail in Ohio. You guys can't be serious. Why not? Your movie was just a remake of Clerks. But it's set at the DMV. Look, if we went with that, we'd have to deal with the comparisons all the time. This way, we cut the naysayers off at the pass. Okay, let's say we did it somehow on our tiny budget. Don't you think someone like Morgan Freeman might be busy? He's probably shooting another Batman movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We do shoot Little Wiccan on the Warner Brothers lot, and WB owns Castle Rock. Hey, we, we probably have all the original footage somewhere. Well, great. Then we could put all the budget into post. Really make it shine. If anything, we might have to have the negative restored. It's been a while. Hmm. It says online, the 20th anniversary Blu-ray has a completely remastered score and a new film transfer. Oh, well, we'd be fools not to use that as our source. Well, now we just need to rent a Blu-ray player instead of a 35mm film scanner. That's another huge savings to our budget. Look, for the last time, low scale of hardness is not a measure of male arousal. Hey, Larry, we're about to watch Marathon Man, if you would care to join us. I do not want to join. I have discovered the secret to traveling through time itself. Oh, are you gonna just, like, go see it in the theater when it came out, or what? No. I'm on my way to 16th century Italy to meet a young man named Leonardo, whom I shall proceed to punch squarely in the face. That sounds harsh. Yes. If everything goes according to plan, it should be particularly traumatic. Why? I assure you, a stern blow can really stick with you. No, no, no. I mean, like, what for? It shall play on his mind throughout his most formative and creative years, which will indubitably cause me to become the inspiration for his greatest works. What do you want to be, like, Mona Larry? <laughs> I said inspiration, not the subject. With each masterwork, I will know that he was forever seeking his artistic revenge on a stranger that appeared one bright Italian morning and smashed him a right one upside his genius noggin. All right, what if you mess him up, man? Like, what if he never learns to paint? Do you know nothing of the fabric of time? Major events in history cannot be changed. Only the details. If someone were to kill Adolf Hitler, it would not prevent World War II. World War II would be caused by someone else. Who would even turn out to call himself Hitler, oddly enough. Why don't you go punch Hitler? Because he was a mediocre painter at best. How you know if it works? Perhaps Mona Lisa will have eyebrows, or Judas's ears will have more prominent lobes, similar to my own. I cannot predict that, but I will know. Okay, why don't you change something that people will notice, bro? Of course, after this initial test, I shall wage war on the past. Magritte, Pollock, 
Monet, Duchamp, perhaps Pollock again. I will become the most influential figure in art history. What about Matisse? His work I, I do not like. Is it a pipe, isn't it? I don't know, it's confusing. So what if you get stuck in the past and can't get back to hang out with the dudes? Because it's your week to buy pizza. For pizza night. Just as an airplane must return to Earth, I must return to our time, Dwayne. Uh-huh, but a plane could land somewhere else. Uh-huh, but it will always come back to the ground. Uh-huh, but what if you flew from Fort Lauderdale to Denver? The ground is taller. I... I will return. As surely as I was struck by a balding man in a lab coat on the day of my 13th birthday, I shall return. Okay. Well, maybe you should go back to your 13th birthday and stick up for yourself, man. I already tried that. It did not go well. There was a misunderstanding, an incident with a cake, and I've retroactively had a great deal of time to think about what went wrong that day. Is that why there's frosting in the washing machine? That would be one interpretation. Punched yourself in the face, huh? I have been there, man. Believe me. I prefer not to discuss it. Okay. Bro, what if time is immutable? Okay, and there's like nothing you can change because we're all like in one timeline. Then I have to believe I've already punched those wonderful painters in their hideous noses and will one day do so again. It is my destiny. The unpleasantness of my birthday party confirms this, if nothing else. Okay, so maybe it's your great, great, great grandchildren that go back and punch Leonardo instead of you. Circle of life, bro. Circle of life is that Da Vinci has inspired me with his art, and I will inspire him with a punch in the face. So, like, like just so violent, man. Just think of what a total loop you'd throw them for if you left a game of wrist back in the Renaissance. And have all the credit go to those insufferably smug Parker brothers? I think not. Farewell, Dwayne. I shall take my leave of you now, and I shall not return until I am successful. Perhaps having traveled for days or weeks of my time, vanishing only for the briefest of instants from your temporarily static perspective. Okay, so you want us to wait before we start the movie, or? That would be lovely. I've always admired Olivier. I'm just gonna go get a sandwich. Nope, you're just gonna stay right here. Well then, can you go get me a sandwich? Nope, I'm gonna stay right here too. What if you were crazy? Wouldn't want to leave you alone up here. Then come with me while I get a sandwich. No can do. Just sit back and don't be crazy while we wait for your test results. What's that? That is a page from the cafe bot. He's roasting Gundark today. Sometimes they get free while he's trying to pull the ears off. Hey Sheldon. What's up? You're a Space Amigo, right? Space Amigo 2200. Serial number 42176142. The 2200. That's a fairly recent model, right? Second newest after the 2600. They stopped making Space Amigos after the final line destroyed the factory. To make confetti. They turned on their creators. Was it because of the slave-like conditions under which they were forced to party? Nothing that dramatic. An unfortunate typo changed their love of revelry to a love of revenge. Yikes. But, but So it's not like you're an early Space Amigo. I mean, you've been refined, improved. Like a toucan with a stainless steel beak. It's just that Space Amigo sounds so festive. You're not festive. What gives? It's not a very festive ship. We have a Fiesta Lounge. And a Siesta Lounge. To be honest, I'm not even really sure what the difference is. And we're not on a very festive mission. All the more reason. It'd be nice if you could, you know, jazz it up a little. Some of these transmissions are downright dreary. 
I could use something to kind of lift the spirits here. The test results are in. Yeah? Good news? For certain values of good. But still good, right? Well, not very good news. There's obviously some problems, but... What's the problem? You are positively bonkers. Bonkers? Can't argue with science. You need some therapy. Take these pills. I will. But only because my lunch break just ended and I'm still hungry. Let's just get back to work. I was on such a roll this morning. Thank you all for your patience and attendance. A massive sting operation completed just a few hours ago, arresting the largest ring of pedophiles to ever exist in the United States. We arrested 12 suspects who worked in concert to prey on young boys in the San Marino area. I'll now take your questions. Sam Waters, New York Post. How many young boys do you believe were accosted by these suspects? 13,000. 13,000? Uh, yes. How is that possible? Okay, I apologize. Let me be more clear. These men were like the Harlem Globetrotters of pedophiles, an elite team, a volatile mix of personalities and skills, from computer hackers to masters of disguise. They were and are every attractive young boy's worst nightmare. Uh, Ralph Grisby, also New York Post. This sounds like the kind of thing that would only happen in a movie, sir. Well, this was no movie, I can assure you. This was a crime. And a lot of young boys were affected by them. Uh, Guy Lefleur, uh, restaurant critic, also in New York Post. How did this group get together? Well, their leader, Franklin Tomasi, assembled them from diverse locations, such as the remote Alaskan wilderness or on top of a Ferris wheel. Some were eager to join, others were reluctant. Well, how were the reluctant pedophiles convinced to join the team? A mixture of smooth talk, savvy, calling in old favors, plus, if they pulled off the plan, the take would be big enough to set them up for life. What was their plan? They were going to pull off the biggest child molestation of all time. They were, they were going to molest an entire Six Flags in one hour. How would it be possible to molest an entire theme park filled with kids in only one hour? They filled paint sprayers with semen and planned to release it from the sky carts, essentially creating a, a death star of child molestation. Luckily, we had a man on the inside who switched out the tank with harmless shampoo at the last second. If you had knowledge of the plan, why didn't you arrest the suspects sooner? See, up until that point, they had committed no crime. All they had done was purchase theme park tickets and masturbate into five-gallon paint buckets. The moment they all entered that sky cart with their giant big gulps filled with semen, they were actively committing a crime. In the end, our mole prevented the molestation of the century. All right, thank you. That's all we have time for. No more questions. Prohibition was hardest on the alcoholics. Why, just imagine if they outlawed heroin today. You know your kids are nerdy when playing doctor means pretending to travel through time. All right, okay, let's get started. I don't think I need to tell any of you that the numbers are not on our side out there. Business should be booming. And look at us, sitting around this table like a bunch of suckers. We're going to stay at this table until we come up with some new strategies. 
Johnson, you're something of an expert in this field. How do you think we can kill more people? Well, sir, can't we just shoot them? It would probably be a lot faster than System 7A. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which plan was 7A again? I thought sure I had the list of plans here. My team's been working on it for weeks. Plan 7A, obviously, is the plan where we establish a dummy corporation, hire a lot of employees, give them cushy jobs, and then wait until they retire and die of old age. Well, then shooting them would be faster, boss. Cheaper, too. Have you seen the cost of bullets these days? No, we'll need to find an even more cost-effective measure. Boss, I, I don't see why we can't just... Were you born in a barn, son? Raise your hand until it's your turn to speak. Yes, Bernard? Ah. Oh, uh, I'm not so sure now. Just think, son. How can we kill more people? No. Forget that. Can you think of a way to kill the same amount of people in less time? Or a way to kill more people in the same amount of time? Those are divergent lines of thought. Actually, they're the same thing. What do you think, Bernard? Is there a way? Oh. Oh, yes, sir. Many ways. So many ways. I've prepared this list. Excellent, son. Read me the first item off of that list. Gladly. List by Bernard Henry. Item number one. See how easy it is, sir? Uh, He's bleeding on the list. Johnson does make it look easy. Could we call someone to get this body out of here? Let me see that revolver there. Sure. Uh, Hold it like this. Oh, thank you. That's two down. Uh, Sir, I wonder if I might have Willoughby's office, seeing how he's recently shot himself to death. Uh, excuse me, I would like to register a preference to not be shot by Johnson. No kid. Would anyone else like to see the gun? You do have a knack for this sort of thing, Johnson. But what we need is something bigger. My grandfather may have founded this business on door-to-door murders. There's no way to make a living today. We could market do-it-yourself, kids. That's worse per unit than the bullets! But it does introduce the illusion of choice. Can someone tell him it's two bodies now? It's the age-old question. Would you rather die of falling down a well or die and have your body thrown down a well? No. I like where this is going. We introduce a tiered system. Limited edition pistols for the rich. And a dozen highly collectible varieties of cancer for the poor. Collectible, that's good. Is there something we can do to make it addictive? I'm not so sure that we need to. By definition, any cancer is more than you need. That's going to put a damper on repeat business, then. I'm going to go see if there's a wheelbarrow. Well, technically, sir, any customer who has some cancer is just going to keep making more of their own. Well, we're going to have to put a stop to that, aren't we? We should already be thanking our lucky stars it isn't contagious. One purchase, one patient. As a demonstration of the product, I've taken the liberty of giving cancer to Johnson. Um... Just a minute, boys, while I see to this. Hatchies! Well, as acting task force manager in light of Carl's recent and tragic accident, I'd like to congratulate you on that savvy move, Hudson. Consider Willoughby's office yours. Thank you, sir. I've prepared these revised numbers, dividing the total... Yes, Jeffrey? I want you to leave me alone until I come out of my cabin. It's been a long day, and it's time for a long bath. And keep Sheldon out of here, too. Yes, Jeffrey. (sighs) 
I don't think I've ever been this relaxed. Maybe those pills aren't so bad. Yeah! Computer! Computer! Oh, for the love of George. Sheldon! Sheldon! Hey, boss. What in blazes is going on here? It's officially 100 days since you've come out of cryosleep. I finally get a chance to relax, and you blast me with all this? Shut off that racket! I was trying to be more festive. Ta-da! Say, uh, where are we going? Just wanted some peace and quiet. Well, I stayed outside like you asked. Help, no answers. You did ask us to wait until you came out. The whole room is covered with confetti. No, I'll vacuum it up in the morning. Oh, you'll wait outside in a vacuum, all right. Say, uh, boss, about this... Are you sure you'd like to open this airlock? Now opening airlock. Computer, I've just killed my assistant. Hmm, uh, do you kill a robot? I just... Uh, jettisoned. Just jettisoned my assistant. There's probably a penalty for that. See if I can use being bonkers as a defense, and put on some relaxing music or something, would you? Of course. And now the soothing sounds of Z-Rob. America. We know that Valentine's Day comes after Christmas. I just love how you feel compelled to remind us about this by putting the candy hearts out on December 26th before the ashes of the baby Jesus have even had a chance to cool. And for that matter, thank you for putting the Christmas decorations out before Halloween. I would hate to think the time was moving backwards and we'd somehow gone back to Labor Day again. Yeah, another three-day weekend sure would suck. I mean, what is it with this? Do they think putting the holiday shit out early will make us all buy more? Newsflash, you morons. Most people will have the same amount of money the day before a holiday as they do several months before a holiday. So here's a great idea. Just leave all the merchandise for all the holidays up all year round. That way, you'll aggravate me to the point where my blood pressure shoots through the roof and I have a stroke. Because that's the only way corporate America will be able to shut me up. So in closing, remember to display Martin Luther King action figures before Candy Hearts. Computer, what time is it? It's 0500 hours. Well, I'm up. Might as well get to it. Hey, Sheldon, can you, uh... Oh, that's right. Never mind. Now accessing vacuum storage. What for? What's up? What's up? Just give me a second here, Chief. Sheldon? Hey, you're sounding better. I guess a little cold-blooded murder is good for the psych job. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry I killed you. I was mad. And angry. Eh, it's bound to happen. That's why we bring spares. Nobody's sending a ship this expensive on a mission without a backup plan. Are there spares of me? I know one way we could find out. Sheldon? Stand back. Stay back. Eh, relax. All the spare Space Amigos are 2200 series. If I was a 2600, you'd be confetti by now. Frequency Earth, 100 Days, was written and directed by Rob Schultz and produced by Russell August Anderson, with additional writing by Asterios Kokonos, featuring the vocal talents of 
G. Maximilian Zaru, Nicola Clark, Rob Schultz, Nick Mandernach, Anne Fryermuth, Matt Walsh, David Brand, Kenny Beck, Fletcher Kaufman, Matt Besser, Jack Allison, Diana Wright, Aaron McGaffey, Gabriel Diani, Johnny Schwartzbein, Jake Regal, David Malky, and me, Tim Greer, with original music by Darius Holbert and Z-Rob. Special thanks to DAP Central. This radio program, like so much of creation, is not art. Table operator, Rocco Alloe.